I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the foodie foodie. It's time to get this party started. It's the foodie foodie. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is foodie foodie. It's time to get this party started tonight. Foundation Wednesdays and footy prime. It's a full house. Jimmy's here and Craig's here and... Wong is here. I'm Shams. JC is here, but JC cannot be heard right now because his microphone is failing him. As is his internet. Since in fact, since Craig moved to his new place and he's got this beautiful, clean internet, that's around the same time that JC's internet faulted. Well, that's when I is moved into Craig's old place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what it is, is it? Yeah. Are you squatting? Bye. Squatters have rights too. Well, good. Glad you <laughs> on that one. He, he came in and he came out and he just, <laughs> just changed the flow. All right, we've got tons to get to today, tons to get to. Um, but we've got an announcement to start things off, some good news. All our, our begging and you know demanding of corporate football world to give us money. We've got some money coming in, everyone. We've got a new presenting sponsor, a brand new presenting sponsor, TonyBet.ca is jumping aboard. As of today, and we're very excited, um, you know, they don't want to be too invasive. They don't want to be in your face. It's more of an organic relationship, which sounds really sexy. Um, they'll be our book of choice for all our odds, especially in footy picks, of course. But it should be, I think, a great relationship, partnership, Wonger. And it's nice, isn't it, to get some coffers back in the bank? It is. It's, we're not going to be um, on the, at the corner at the LCBO asking for some spare change every once in a while. Well, at least Craig won't be. Hey, it yeah. sounds like the best relationship ever. It, it could be. And we're, not only that, we're getting a, in the next week or so, we're getting a tutorial about betting from Alex Haig, their, their country manager. So that's exciting. Uh, we're actually yeah, going to be taught. Apparently, I mean, our listeners you know, might be surprised to know, given footy picks, that there are other ways to bet than just who's going to win and who's going to lose. I do my best sometimes to go a little bit deeper on footy picks, but you just, you just don't help me out. 
So this is a little education, and we'll get some perhaps some more interesting bets moving forward on footy picks every Friday. Okay. Yeah, so, and the great thing about them, they've also they're also sponsoring the CPL. So they're the iGaming and casino online casino of CPL. So good support across Canada. Really great stuff. Yeah, they want to get really into Canadian soccer and uh, become a bit of a factor. So thank you, Tony Bet. We, we won't stuff it down our listeners' ears and throats a- anymore, but uh, any odds we use on, on this show moving forward will be, of course, through Tony Bet's, Tony Bet, sorry, .ca. All right. Um, Let's make sure you, we get it right, eh, Sean? Yeah, it's only bet. It was funny, we had the meeting last week, and at the end, it's a good meeting. At the end, uh, Alex, who will be on the show at some point, goes, and, and just one thing, um, just to confirm, it's Tony Bet, not Tony Betts. Yeah, because Charms, <laughs> Charms and Wonger, I'm speaking to myself about myself in the third person. We were kept saying Tony Betts, like, hey, Tony's going to go bet. Well, I say that because my wife's um, uh, a hardcore gambler. Her name's Tony. Says, so oh Christ, Tony bets again, losing the mortgage, losing the house. Here we go. So that's why I said it, you know. But anyway, uh, but hey, did you guys see this uh, this story from the Titanic site? There's a submarine, yes. full of billionaires going down to see the the Titanic. It's a thing, apparently. You can pay for this a quarter of a million dollars a person, and it's gone missing. They can't find it. It's somewhere in the great abyss, in the depths around the Titanic. And there's this frantic gone. search. Yeah. How awful is that? I couldn't picture anything worse than going down in a tin can to the bottom mm. of the ocean. One that you can't open up from the inside. So even if they're at the top of the ocean bobbing around like a cork, they still can't open it up and their oxygen is running out. 96 yep. hours of air. And I think they're into their last 48 now or something. Yeah. Yeah, 96, 96 hours and they're billionaires. So you know they're like want to consume all the air for themselves they're sitting there going you breathe shallower no i want it all yeah they don't uh they don't believe in physics there's there's no windows on this thing either is there there's one little window apparently one one, so you can take turns peering through it to look at a a shoe or something by the titanic and then they paid a quarter of a million dollars each for this experience to look and at a, a little window at a ship at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's right. Although the recent update is that a Canadian uh, emergency uh, airplane caught a ping noises from the ocean. So they think they may have, they're going towards that direction. Is that the latest? Now, that's now the will latest. that ping pick up from the, the ocean bottom? Or? Yeah, because c- yeah, the noises are certain noises in the ocean. And they're saying this is like a re- reoccurring noise that they're trying to track down. So that's the they, most recent. Are they are they sure that it's not an orca <laughs> Eat, eating billionaires? Imagine how it's amazing how interesting this is and how much press it's getting for these people as opposed to hundreds of migrants dying on boats coming across, getting no media at all. A couple billionaires in the bottom of the ocean. Well, they're billionaires, Greg. They're yeah. more important, obviously. Oh, aren't they? Are aren't they ever? Tell you what, I mean, not to be too callous here, but a couple less billionaires in the world, yeah, not a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> Although someone's getting their money, right? So is that too callous? Is that being callous? Mm. I don't know. I, I, You know me, there's never too soon. 
<laughs> Any billionaires want to sponsor Footy Prime, by the way? We are still open to your uh, billions, just so you know. But we will not space? be going to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, that's a bad way to go. What would, I wouldn't it, what would you? Either. Okay, for a, for a, for a million, would you? No. Oh would yeah, you? I would for a million. Yeah, but you heard also that this this submersible was only um, the threshold for its depth was only fifteen hundred uh, meters, and the Titanic is at four thousand meters. So there's a lawsuit that is going to come out of this. There was a whistleblower last year that, or a couple of years ago, in the last two years, that uh, was was fired for saying, "Hey, you're breaking the rules with this company." Really? Yeah. So this this vessel wasn't even kitted out properly to go that deep. No, not really. There was concerns about it. Yeah, but there's so, no regulations because billionaires took them away. <laughs> That's right. Is this yeah. is this called irony? <laughs> there's a little bit of irony here. Yeah, yeah. I hope they get. I hope they are found. I hope they're found. I do, yeah. honestly. All joking aside, but listen, hey, we don't know them, so we can make fun of them. Um, I do hope they're found, <laughs> and everything turns out for the best. Um, but just it, it is. It's just I love the ocean. I love diving, but there's something about it, Jimmy. Like you said, there's something so terrifying about the thought of being trapped in this tin can that far deep, with all the pressure beside the, this vessel, this massive vessel, which actually wasn't that big if you compare it to modern. Uh, cruise liners is tiny, the Titanic, but just the thought of it down there and just what, watching the clock tick, tick, tick as the air thins and thins and thins. And what happens? I mean, do you lose your mind before you die? Do you start eating each other? I don't know. The crop falls up. There would be a movie about this. There it's will interesting be a movie. That there's, and there's also more people have gone into space than have gone into that depth of the ocean outside wow. of the people on the Titanic, of course. This is what happens when Craig doesn't sleep. <laughs> Craig's without sleep. He's been thinking about this too much. He's, He's done his research. research. <laughs> yeah, wow. Would you rather go high or low? I would rather go to the ocean than, than fly that high. Honestly, I just feel more comfortable in, in the water than I would as ascending rather than descending. So you'd rather you rather go ocean bottom of the ocean then into space in space yeah i think so i think so hmm. i don't no, know I'll go, I'll, I'll the go pounds per square inch are way greater down at the bottom of the ocean than any yeah. oh no like, i'm going to space with jimmy I'm you think you got a lot of you think you got a lot on your shoulders right now charms like you get the bottom of the ocean <laughs> we're going to be the first two moon realtors up on the moon jimmy and i yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you still own property there, don't you? Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. We'll build our cabin. <laughs> that's right. Hey, so, so okay, let's let's look at pressure and the bottom of beside the Titanic. That's when it's, it's at its maximum, right? You're being crumpled up into a little ball, right? And then the surface is everything's fine. Where is Canada soccer right now? What depth? Is it 5,000 meters, you said? No, not 5,000 meters. What was it the uh, Titanic depth? 3,800 Okay, so thousand feet. Let's say, say, okay, let's say that's with four thousand. So is that's the, the the most pressure, right? Then zero sea level, that's the least pressure. That, that's that's good. Where is Canada soccer right now? Because I know we we went off a little bit on the last show about what happened in the Nations League final, and a lot of people thought we went too far. A lot of people thought we weren't hard enough on them. Where are they pressure wise right now? Where's John Herbin right now? Who thought we went too far? Oh, there's lots of comments. Huh? 
Yeah. Okay, maybe a couple. I thought thought we were bang on. Well, I think we were too. And I'll tell you one thing that I was a little bit pissed off with. We're going to go back to that game. Was why why not bring a T-Bone in the last 10 minutes of the match or whatever it is? Let him get the armband and say his farewell. That pissed me off a little bit. Did it really? Well, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about that because I'm thinking it's 2-0. You're not out of the game just yet. You're still getting opportunities. The midfield was being run over. Do you think Atiba would have made a difference? You can't be, you know, nostalgic in that situation. You got to be. I don't, I don't think you can either. Well, you don't you think you think that we were coming back from that game? Crazy things. Are you going to give up? He's going to give up? Yeah, let's put a, well, let's put the fucking backup keeper on too. Let's put Atiba on. Fuck, roll you out. Let's roll you out, Jimmy, for a little hurrah to say bye to the crowd. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we talking about? No, I would have. I would have put Atiba on. But he's he's not done and dusted. You don't think you're going to add a little something? I think he is done and dusted. Maybe he could have got the guys going, rallied the, rallied the troops. You don't no. think he could have done that? No. I think he's done. He's I mean, done. And that's, he's we, 40 years old. Respect. He's done. He's done like dinner. Nah, I would have stuck him on. So get out there, T, but get these boys going. Show your experience and leadership here. I need you. I think they needed more than leadership, though, didn't they, at that point? Well, who was going to come on and change the game? I don't know. I mean, nobody Buchanan. Did. Buchanan? Yeah, he would definitely. I could see that. But he didn't get the service. And I mean, that was a sentiment. Like people were really upset that Tiba didn't get his his big farewell. Um, people no, were also upset about him great. staying on the pitch. Remember when he was in the World Cup, and they were like, "Man, oh man, he's got to come off. The guy's done." Like that's also the criticism during the World Cup, right? Left him on too long. My yeah. opinion. My opinion. Well, I fuck your opinion, on. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't give a shit what you guys think. <laughs> I think he would have got roasted even more if he had put him on just for nostalgia state because, like, oh, yeah, the game is gone. Like, yeah, I mean, no. if it's 4 0, okay. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. But it was yeah. 2 0, and, and Canada did get some opportunities. I mean, listen, they were being outplayed. The states were sitting back more. But, I mean, it wasn't as if the game was out of reach at that point. We've seen some crazy things happen in football, right? It, it does happen. And mm-hmm. I just don't think a 40 year old whose who's legs finally have probably gone. It's going to affect the game that much, but we'll never know, I'm, will we? I'm with Jimmy. You put him on. He almost scored against Morocco. Correct. What are we talking about? It's not like he's... It's a final for a trophy. They weren't, done. Match. they weren't even close, and it's not like the midfield was so much above standard of Atiba. Come on. Thank you, well, Wonger. On paper, it was, though. Okay, they yeah. weren't playing well. They were being run over, but come on. <laughs> You're crazy. Both of you. You tell me you a stack you and Kone. Crazy. I love you both. You're both fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Wonder. Yeah, let's put a 40-year-old. Let's put a 40-year-old on in a final. That's you, you say that, it's a Tiba. You guys, oh, my God. You, guys. You, you, you watch too many freaking movies where uh, the old veteran comes on at the end and, and gets the job done, scores the big – that's a movie. That's Hollywood. This is it happens. happens. That's why they yes, made it. This actually happens. Okay, Rudy. I saw Rocky Six. I know what happens. He beat the world <laughs> champion in it, or drew him in an exhibition. You know, it's two and two so far. We've got one vote left, and and 
JC, or as he's called today, Turd Ferguson, has the deciding vote. Okay, Turd, um, bear in mind who, whose side Craig is on. Um, who do you think um, is correct here? Should they have brought Atiba on and give him the moment, or should they have tried to win their first trophy in 23 fucking years? Come on, Spurs. I love Spurs. Me and Wonger love Spurs. Go. Keep talking. A, I would have said bring, on, bring him on for the last 10. And then I would have brought on Craig Forrest to go into goal, <laughs> see if he could beat that nine. You know what I mean? The la- and then why not bring on Wonger? He's got legs. So that's my thought. Well, thanks. Thanks, Ted. Uh, thanks. Ter. It's settled then. <laughs> two and a half. We give him two and a half. Two and a half to two. <laughs> All right, maybe we can agree on the Gold Cup squad. So it's a, it's actually a pretty good squad still. But the the big names, Fonzie's not there. David's not there. Laren's not there. Kone's not there, which I found a bit surprising. I mean, he's played a lot of football, right? Making the move to, to Watford when he did. Uh, no, Johnston, he's uh, he's hurt. That ankle injury, that's fair enough. Mm. Um, but it's still, there's a lot of veterans, Craig, in that, that squad. Do you think these guys should have made themselves available? You know, it's a tough one. This This year is just incredibly packed with games and we just had the Nation League final, then you going rolling right into the Gold Cup. European leagues, the Premier League starts on the 11th of August. The big weekend starts on the 12th of August. You're back in preseason in a week or so. Like, when do you get some rest and downtime? I think it's really, really difficult. But then on the other hand, the Gold Cup is the Euro. It is the, it's bigger than Nations League by a long shot. So you got the World Cup to win and you got your confederation to win, and that's the Gold Cup. And we do have a squad that's able and capable of, of doing something special and winning it. And at least, you know, doing well. And this just seems as though it's a bit of a throwaway, which often happens with the Gold Cup, depending on the time of year and when it's actually placed. So uh and then on the other hand, it's an opportunity for others um to to show what they can do. And do something special and maybe pull something off as well. But with missing those key players up front is going to be very difficult for us. Well, Craig, let me ask you a question. Mm. You're, you brought in the big dogs for Nations League and they're not going to the Gold Cup. If it was you, would you rather have the Gold Cup squad that just got announced play cha- uh, Nations League and then have the big guns in for the gold cup or keep it the way it was i would if there if there if that was a choice i wonder if there was any talk with the clubs about you know just how much football they're playing um and what they would do um probably would prefer them to keep going go into the nation's league and then have a break after leading into preseason um that could be the case jimmy but uh if it was my choice uh, all things were equal i would say yeah gold cup you know Forget the Nations League. I didn't even realize Portugal won it a few years ago in Europe. I don't remember any parade or anything for the oh. Nations League. I didn't even know it was a major tournament. But FIFA and I'm pretty sure if you ask Ronaldo, up, it's kind of like the European Conference League. Craig, if you tell ask Ronaldo, he'll tell you it's, it's a <laughs> fucking huge, huge tournament. It's big. Yeah, it, like, it wouldn't uh, be the first thing you talk about. The World Cup. Yeah, he just broke yeah. a record too, right, Ronaldo? Two hundred caps for his country. Yeah, you I mean Jesus? That's impressive. It is. It really is. I thought it'd be done by now. You know what? I'm looking forward to that match when he's like 45 years old and it's a big game for a trophy and it's a close game, but they still bring out Ronaldo for the last 10 minutes just to give him that moment. 
It'd be nice. <laughs> <Yeah. Centric dick. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, but yeah, 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 it's the World Cup final. We know, we know, but this is about Ronaldo. It's his his moment, isn't it? Um yeah, who's gonna score the goals? That's the question, right? I don't know. Maybe someone's gonna just show themselves and prove themselves and say, here I am. Because there's a lot of goals not at the Gold Cup for Canada. Mm. Um, it's going to mm. be interesting. Well, now, Borian's back in there. Yeah, why would he want to go back to Slovakian team? He got binned by Red Star Belgrade. He's like, I'm going to hang out here. It's a FIFA rule. I can stay out here. He doesn't give a shit. But, I mean, isn't it time to give Dane Sinclair some minutes? Well... There's big decisions coming for sure in that matter. I mean, there's a certain amount of loyalty by coaches, but, you know, let's face it, Milan in his last few games, uh, going to Morocco and then the United States, okay, played uh, Panama as well, but uh, hasn't been at his very best. And obviously Red Star don't have him in their plans and sent him on a year loan to Slovakian clubs. So that's not great look as either um, <clears throat> if you're not number one for your club. Um yeah, so there's going to be a time very shortly be when they're going to have to give somebody else some playing time. This might be it. Yeah, it, it might be. Listen, I'm not saying that he's going to be starting each game. Maybe that's the plan. Hey, yeah, come along. Mm -hmm. Come along to the tournament. You know, you're a veteran, you're a leader. Um, but Dane will get some minutes here because he, he's, he's earned it, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. hey, all depends on your situations, eh? Like, I mean, all these other guys, we're talking about Laren, David, Davies, all these guys, you know, playing in, you know, the big clubs, top divisions, and then the other guys, like, you know, like a Hoylet, for instance, he's going to go, well, Hoylet back in the day didn't want anything to do with Canada. We have to remember that, like zero to do with Canada. And I don't blame him for that. Um, he can say whatever he wants about the CSA and all that kind of stuff. It was basically he was looking after his bread and butter, and that was club football. Well, that's changed over time. He used Canada to sort of get back in the fray, and he did very well. But does he want to go back uh, or stay with the national team? And his situation, he's going to stay with the national team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he also had that hope to to get capped by England, right, as well. I mean, he was, he, as a young player, he came out the gate storming, scored mm -hmm. a couple of big goals, got some notoriety, you know, got some press. Um, but there comes that point where, okay, I'm not going to make England. Chose Canada. And I don't think he's got any regrets. He's been a really good servant, you know, ever since he made the choice. And now he's playing in these kind of tournaments. Which, you know, you said before, Craig, that there's trophies, there's opportunity here. The States also have a really undermanned squad, mainly MLS players. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still the States, right? They're still deep. Mexico's full strength. Mm -hmm. You know, they fired their coach. Jaime Lozano takes over from, from Diego Cocha, um, temporarily at least. And man, there is so much pressure on that team right now. They've got some injuries, but they are already the favorites entering the, the Gold Cup. And I think Candace, if Canada wins their group, which they should, they will be uh, meeting Mexico potentially in the semifinals. Again, did it last time, of course, and Canada just lost 1-0 in what was a really impressive, almost a breakthrough tournament, I think, for a lot of players for Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's still got intrigue right this tournament. It does. And, and, and you have to remember, too, that most of the CONCACAF teams are, are they're not great. They're really not. Mexico is the worst Mexican team I can ever remember. I don't think they, I didn't think they could be as bad as they are now. Not with the, what they invest in their league and the thousands of players that they have and they produce. It's the worst Mexican team. 
by what far. Was it, what if, the alumni are complaining about it as well, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, Mexican when I saw work at campus, I mean, they're all complaining about it. You know, Hugo Sanchez, the foreign uh, coaches, they really dislike that. And I agree with them. Like, well, how can you not hire a Mexican coach? Like, What about the other the other teams that, used, that you guys used to have to get through, the El Salvadors, the Honduras? Like, how are any of those squads coming up? Um, or is everyone kind of bowing down to the U.S. and even maybe even saying Canada? Look, we were we're not the kings of Concacaf, but we're a we're a strong second, or maybe you know a, a really strong third that's not going to be mm-hmm. replaced. Is anyone coming up? Well, Jamaica always concerns me because they pick up players. They just pick up a, another player. A, who is it? Just didn't yeah. pick England. He's just uh, Leicester. Uh, player just picked jamaica oh um i put it on whatsapp uh, for yeah name. yeah no, 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 so no. they they can they can pick up uh some really good players and even going into world cup qualifying last year i thought that they had potential but with covid and some of the players couldn't travel and and they just never really got themselves going but individually they can pick up some pretty good players yeah i think most of them are like that i mean i, I was talking to stern john the other day he's a manager at um saint lucia and he was back in the UK trying to find players. And that's what most of them do. Jamaica, Trinidad, St. Mm-hmm. Lucia, Barbados. They they go all over the place trying to find players with uh, with those backgrounds so that they can play for their national mm-hmm. team programs. And that's why Jamaica over the years has been so good because they were taking all the, the English players. Damari Gray. Damari Gray, that's right. Yeah. That's a great name. And he's going to the Gold Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Jamaica's on the rise, I think. I think they disappointed in World Cup qualifying. They just didn't show up. <laughs> Remember when Canada qualified that that cold day, and Jamaica hadn't qualified at that point. They they couldn't qualify. It was freezing cold. They had no interest in being there one bit. <laughs> I've never seen a team that less motivated. But yeah, they should have brought in. They should have brought in like the biggest diaspora of Jamaicans in Toronto. You could have found eleven dudes. In Toronto, who could have played better than that? You probably could have done with yeah. Jamaican heritage, right? And just go, hey guys, we need you guys are used to the cold. We're ready. Come, come down to BMO and suit up for us. <laughs> yeah. Jamaica also have issues uh, behind the scenes. You know what? You, you mentioned Mexico. I must admit, as a Canadian fan, and you know, laboring through the, this this era and this frustration off the field with with all the issues, it's so refreshing and it warms my heart when I hear that the other nations are going through very similar shit. I love it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, there's dysfunction everywhere. Everyone's dysfunctional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Gold Cup, you can forget that, by the way, on Fubo TV, courtesy one mm. soccer uh, later this summer. Very soon, I think it kickoffs on Saturday, actually, the first game. Canada's playing on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so, we'll be uh, obviously covering that. And it, it means something. It does. So, listen, despite being lesser squads, it means a lot. Um, it is tough to get into football right now. I mean, Euro qualifiers are going on or have been going on. I haven't watched much of it, to be honest with you. There's there's so much going on every day. But it seems that end of the club season, everyone was a little bit of a breather. Players especially, right? Mm. But then well, I see England win 7-0 and I'm happy. Let me so. give you an hour of my day yesterday as I was working, editing some some other work. Uh, my uncle, Arsene, died. <laughs> Last night, 92 years old. Your um, uncle? My uncle. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, and then uh, I get a call from Chloe, who just got her driver's license. She had a bit of a 
a little ping on her mom's car and was oh. crying. And then I had to deal with my mother who had another stroke and was in the hospital. So I spent two hours on the phone getting her back to her um, old age home. So she's been put on palliative care. So oh. that was all in within an hour and a half, all those things happening to me. Wow. Don't and not how... to me, to other people that just affect me. So. Well, the, the one positive, Wonger. Yes. It wasn't your car. Oh, no. I wanted it to be my car. <laughs> You've seen my car. And you didn't the have a stroke. Beast, the brown beast doesn't need any help. Like, it, like, I've pinged it so many times. I've told Chloe, I go, the reason why new drivers should drive crappy cars is because of the little mistakes you make. And so, um, you know, she was very upset and she had an exam today and her mother was a, a bit upset too, so, which I understand. But that was all, that was my like two hours at from four until six yesterday. So, so your, your uncle dies, your, your mom's yeah. been moved into palliative care and we're focused on a little ding on a car. Well, Tony Betts, presenting sponsor. And I wanted to announce... James Sharman and I are doing the Canada Fitness Awards. And in the States, I think it's the President's Awards. We're going to challenge each oh, other. For sure. We are doing it. We're going to do a baseline. So next week, we're going to have to do a baseline. I'm going to send okay. you the exercises. <laughs> and then you and I are going to start with those exercises and see how we are at this level. And then we're going to we're going to pick a date in September. Because September is still summer. And we're going to challenge off. We're going to have... Beers after. I'm gonna do it down downtown. Wonga, your your week can still get worse, you know. <laughs> no, my week gets better. Look, I'm already at the bottom. This is me at the bottom. Hey, everybody's okay. more worried about the ding on the car than everybody like dying here. What the fuck is going on? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you hear about that? The uh, the big crash on the 401 out my end. Oh, geez, Pickering. I heard had last night. Yesterday. Yeah. Last night, I heard um in bed, heard three or four explosions, big explosions. Oh, what the hell's that? Now, now, we live not too far from a nuclear power station. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You think I'd be concerned, but eh, it's nothing. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Turns out, these the, I haven't read the details. There were two trucks on the highway like carrying four loads of fuel in the tankers, and they got in a crash or something. And they just, they blew up, essentially. And the 401's been shut down ever since. But Melted um, the road, two, the two drivers died. Uh, one, oh, really? Yeah. They, they the, both died? Yeah, the one guy lost control and actually went into the other lane, like crossed over the median. And they, or yeah, crossed in the median. So it was two opposite 
trucks. Jesus Christ. Do we have any other good research today? Do we have any other good news stories that we want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, it's a depressing morning. Oh, my God. They they, they found the submarine. Did they find the submarine? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, Here's some good news. Um... Oh, Angola Kante has gone to Saudi Arabia. Oh, fuck. No. Oh, for fuck. Oh, God fuck damn it. Know. So is I mean, I don't, yeah, and good for Angolo. You know, he, he's worked his ass off for years. No one's run more. He hasn't got much left in the tank. I don't mind him picking up 100 mil. Go ahead. Just make your money. You know, you're almost done. But then Ruben Neves from, from Wolves joins Al-Hilal. He's 26. He's chasing the money. Yeah, mercenary. I, mercenary yeah and like again you can't blame these guys for going for the money but he's 20 in his prime he's such a great player to watch he was linked with some really big clubs now he's gone to saudi arabia so craig and jimmy uh, would be there in a second craig and jimmy would be there to say you and me sharms they said hey top podcast of canada jimmy followed the money to mls we've seen him do it once already right jimmy he just uh Uh, hey speaking good news the canada men's teams gossip wise rumor wise took coach back took coach back from vegas like all five guys jammed in you know they there was no that's how you guys used to travel that's old school right they flew home uh, longer flights than vegas to toronto or vancouver yeah so is this the way it's gonna be we go all around the world right is this the way it has to be uh, well, there is no well, money. Let's be honest. They I know that's afford, my point. They can't afford to. I mean, first class to economy is a massive difference, as you know. So, yeah, if you're going to put on a two window camp with first class travel, paying players, accommodation, everything put in, it's about seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. Your twenty five million budget goes pretty quickly. Mm. And is it really right? that big a deal? Like going back from Vegas? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just know. people love to jump in. Oh God, it's terrible! These players being forced to fly coach. Like <laughs> yeah. really, I, I get it. You when get- you're flying transatlantic, that's that's different to mm-hmm. Asia. You know, these are professional athletes want to be ready when they get there. Or, but it's not that long a flight to Vegas. Well, there is really? there is something to do with when you're flying uh, in government or even in a lot of uh, corporations. If you're flying over six hours, you get an automatic bump to business class. So maybe they're treating it like that. Hey, now that you're, you know, some of the people did fly business class to some places. I don't know if it's a big deal. You guys are the athletes. I was on a bus by the toilet driving to games. Now, how does it work for a tournament like that, like the Nations League? CONCACAF sanctioned. Is it Canada's buck or would it be CONCACAF paying for those flights? Mm, I don't know. I think CONCACAF would have uh, played a part in that. I would have thought, but because there were some Concacaf executives in business class on that same flight. Now, yeah, whether they bump themselves well up or not, that doesn't sit well with me. If there was board members of the Concacaf that are flying first class, and even board members potentially of Canada, um, I'm not having that. That's fucking bullshit. If that's the case, and just to qualify, well, we don't, we don't know the whether case. the Canadian soccer allegedly, Craig, they were the Concacaf case. executives. Different. And I flew, I flew to Los Angeles first class. <laughs> you sell out well i did win the last two trophies for canada so fuck that yeah you deserve it yeah fuck hey jimmy we're still the fucking champs buddy 
<laughs> By the way, under 20 CONCACAF champions and That's CONCACAF right, Gold Cup champions as well, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. No one yeah. mentions the U20s, do they? No. no. First no, ever trophy for Canada's U20s was the, uh, the Francophone Games in Morocco in 1989. And then I flew out after that. 1990. What was the, what was the biggest party? Let me ask you this, guys. So, so I don't know if you saw the Vegas Golden Knights Stanley Cup parade and how hammered those boys were. They thoroughly enjoyed themselves. They were all delicious. They were all they were all yeah, there's like there's like twenty-three <laughs> grillishes. And we we saw what City did, how much they enjoyed themselves, you know, with the treble and so they should. What's the mm. biggest party you've been involved in as a footballer? Winning or, or losing, but what was the biggest party? Well, you don't have a party when you lose. <laughs> yeah. When we went when we got promoted in the Premier League winning the, the championship, that was the biggest party. Yeah. I was involved with. And what did they do? What did you do? Or just the parade and the people and the town hall and, you know, the whole town full of thousands of people. Yeah. But was that, I, I guess I'm wondering about the night of. So was there a party? Was, you know, like, did you go go super hard? Oh, yeah. There were several parties. Out is The game itself, when you clinch, that's a big party. And then you got the parade on a different day. That's another big party. I mean, look at Grealish. She was like four days of just being hammered. He's been taking some stick for it, but he does make a good point. He goes, I've been playing for 12 months straight, and we just won the treble. Give me a fucking break. I'm having three days off. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So yeah. when you did that, Craig, that was the Ipswich. Now, was that a playoff win, or was that just the automatic promotion? We won the league. We right. don't so need you, to you go didn't get that playoffs at Wembley. No, no, fuck. Ipswich went through, got promoted through the playoffs a few years later and won at Wembley, and it's like people remember that, but it's like, didn't win shit. They finished in the playoff spot, won the playoff. The team that gets finished second is the worst because you don't win the league, but then you don't have to play in the playoffs, which is nice, but you, nobody remembers that at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same, same, my big party with Norwich when we won the league and got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. Exact same thing. What a party that was. Streets were packed. You're on the bus. Mm. Were you naked? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> was Pretty Delia much. on the bus? Yeah, yeah, everybody was. It's like a double-decker yeah. bus. And then you went to uh, – the streets were packed. And then you went to, like, town hall and raised the trophy. And it was thousands. I got, I got pictures. I'll have to show you one day. It was mental. Just yeah. crazy. What, but for the Gold Cup win, we basically partied at the hotel down in Los Angeles with us and our family and all the fans that came down, so just us and our family. Um, and then uh, – we flew back to England, and that was it. And bought a couple of dildos. <laughs> got a got a couple. Of was that story from that trip? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it was. Was it? Yeah, it was Gold Cup. Was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After we won. Now we we should probably catalog these episodes so we don't have to regale the whole stories all over again. But it is one of the great stories, the dildo story. Um, if you go back, I tell you what, if you haven't heard the story, just start listening to every single podcast we've ever done, and eventually you'll get there. Okay? <laughs> it is a great one. <laughs> it involves a, a neon green dildo and an airport. And Mark Bertram. And Mark, Mark Bertram. Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been joking on the WhatsApp uh, alumni thing about, hey, us English, we're taking over. We played that perfectly there in the final you know neville had them sitting back and just had them where they wanted them 
<laughs> Defending well on set pieces, free headers. Thanks, Neville, for coming. Yeah. When you're having those 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 big parties, right? When uh, you know you want promotion. I mean, there must be times though when you're you're sitting there in the room or at the bar or at the club, and you're you're all happy and you're looking around your teammates and you're thinking, he's gone, he's gone, he ain't gonna stay with the team. He's gone. What point does the celebration get a little sour when you realize, man, yeah, we've got the, we've made the Premier League, but now we're going to sign players. We've got all this money. At that time, you're looking around. You're not looking at players. You're looking over their shoulders to see all the, all the girls. Where are the girls? Oh, okay. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> you're not worried about your personnel. You don't give much. a shit about no. that, right? No, you're living in the moment. Because you can now say, hey, uh, hey, I'm Craig. I'm a Premier League footballer. It sounds better, right, than saying I'm a league championship footballer. I yeah. guess that what you say, though, at the point you say, I'm a professional footballer, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Even though it's pretty impressive. Yeah. One of you well, girl, normally you never told me you were. To start the season, start the Premier League. You wouldn't tell them what you were? Jimmy, I don't believe that for no. a second. You've got to drop that at some point pretty early in the conversation. No, never. Jimmy doesn't need you. <laughs> he wears his jersey. He's got his kid on the whole time. What are you talking about? He just goes, look at this. That's himself on the back. What, what, what do I find here? Oh, I didn't realize I put this shirt on. Yeah. Walking into the club with my boots on. <laughs> Give you that. You're 6'2", then, right? 6'1 yeah. and a half. My studs on. But isn't that then that you get a great wingman, right? And you get him to tell tell the girl, oh, hey, do you know who he is? He's a, he's a left back for Norwich. What? Norwich? What's that? They're a Premier League football team next season. No, girls over there, they knew football. You didn't have to tell them who they were. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. In these small towns especially, right? I guess you stand oh, out a little man. bit. It's uh, it's tough playing in a small town, small city. It is. Yeah, It's similar Everybody in the podcast goes. world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so coming go. up to you, eh, Charms? Oh, jeez. I need a stick to fend them off. soccer podcasters in canada do very well for themselves let me tell you and your cologne what is he wearing is that eau de pie (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the chicken balti yes that's right (laughs) you're right darling that is a chicken balti see gary o'neill got fired from bournemouth where did that come from he yeah, did a great job, I thought. Oh, yeah, surprising, Something right? Right there. It's either a stupid move or it's a brilliant move. I'm not sure what it is. What's the most ruthless hiring of or firing you you witnessed as a player? Was there once when it could be a player, it could be a coach, it could be someone like you went, "Wow, did not see that one coming." Yeah, we, I mean, bo- the clubs that I played for weren't overly ruthless, um, but the biggest surprise for me really was when we came in one day and John Lyle, um, the great John Lyle was fired. Uh, that was a shock to all of us. Cause we were like, that's just wrong. It had nothing to do with him. It was us. We were shit. Nothing right. to do with the manager, but the manager is the one that takes the fall. Right. Yeah. So at that point, so he, he's, he's being canned the new guy comes in and it takes a while to accept him because the previous manager was so popular. Well, I mean, you sell it. I mean, you got to get on with it, you know, but yeah, one of our first games was George Burley. When we took over, we went to Manchester United and they won't expect us to attack was this pregame shout. And we were four nil down after 20 minutes. 
and nine nil down at the end because we were still trying to score goals at eight nil. Like, what the fuck are we doing? We were going up for set pieces. They weren't even defending. They were like, these guys are terrible. They are leaving gigs up front. Uh, everybody, all their strength and fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, any uh, stories where you know you were stunned by a, a teammate or a manager leaving? Uh, no, I don't think I was. No, it's like Craig says, like it happens all the time. Managers. I mean, when I was at Bristol, I had five managers in five years. Mm. They just come and go, and the next one comes in. You only got a few days to prepare for the next match, and you just got to get on with it. You're just hoping you're in the plans. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be something, right? When the new guy comes in, no matter who you are, you got to think, man, I've got to, got to kiss this guy's ass for the first couple of weeks, right? Put it all out there on the pitch. Yeah, you're always playing for something. Yeah. Playing for a coach, playing for your teammates, playing for yourself, the town, your next contract. Yeah. Was there a time when a uh, new guy comes in and, and you know straight away he, he just doesn't, doesn't fancy me at all? <laughs> You I'm know Jimmy's like, got this one. Who <laughs> <laughs> didn't like you, Jimmy? <laughs> I think Jimmy is a pretty likable person. He, is, he was he back is, back in those uh, days, not so much now. But I, listen, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and and everybody that knows me has played with me. I get along with everybody. All my managers, I always had good relationships with teammates. Yeah. Apart from a couple, I didn't. Oh, like. so so okay. So let's reverse this. So yeah, you are my friends. Anyway, they I got on with everyone. Except for a couple. Yeah. But those couple, <laughs> but the couple of guys I didn't get along with were guys that didn't get along with anybody. Mm. Who were they? Can't tell you that. Come on. We'll just start going through your ex managers and say, yeah, you're nay. How about that? No, my managers. I, I got on with all my managers. So even if you got along with them, though, Jimmy, I still keep anyone- with some of them. But was there anyone that that you went, oh, I'm not, even if you said, oh, they're fair, I get along with them, but they kind of had you pegged as expendable. Was anyone like in that zone? No, because I think in my career, like all all the managers that I had, they played me. Mm. Like there wasn't any that came in and said, like, you're out. We're selling you or you've got to go find a new club. All the managers that I had, I had a good relationship with and they, they played me. Mm. One thing I did, I worked my ass off, so mm-hmm. they like that. And as long as you work hard, you know, the manager's not going to like it. They don't like you when you don't put an effort in, and they can see that you're cheating. That's where you're going to have an issue. When, yeah. when you manage, are you, generally speaking, do you think you're pretty popular? Like, do you are, you, are you a tough manager on the players, or do you take your experiences as a player and what you like to you know, manage? Both. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think I'm, I'm fair. I'm a fair manager. Um, I'm honest, you know, I'll call people out if they're not working I'll and I'll be the first one to give you praise when you're, when you do a job and you, you think you've done a good job as a, as a coach when, you know, when you leave and the players still keep in touch with you. Yeah. You know, when this podcast dies, do you think we'll stay in touch? No, not at all. Fucking no chance. See you <laughs> later. I, thought. I, know. I love you guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> Craig's the one trying to bring us all together every now. Hey guys, let's just hang out. Let's, let's it's all I got. It's all I got. <laughs> Please. Corporate Canada don't fucking like me. Because <laughs> I fucking speak my mind, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they can all go suck my ball. 
<laughs> and we're like, yeah, Craig, that's why the podcast died. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got some money rolling in and you fucked it up. Yeah. Speaking your mind. You can't be doing that. Yeah. What do you have bad to say about Tony Bet? What do you have bad to say about Tony Bet, Craig? Oh, I love Tony. <laughs> As we all know, we can all be bought. Oh, fuck. I wonder what hey, the did Tony, you see, Tony Bet executives you, think about this. And this might be the first time they listen to the podcast today. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Did you guys see uh, though the CPL result last night? Last place, Vancouver, 2 0 against Forge. I found that rather uh, interesting and. Our friend Carrie Ryan, I think, was at the at the match from the footy. She's at every match. She is. What what does she do? She's a jet setter. She's on planes. She's she's in Halifax. Like she's in Vancouver. I don't know if she's been to Victoria yet, but I think she probably has. I'm sure she has. Absolutely. Wow. She's we need uh we need uh well thirty, forty thousand people like her, and we would uh be a we'd be a soccer country then. Yeah, oh. absolutely. We're getting there, Craig, or so they keep telling us. Yeah. Atiba's sister, I think, who's pretty uh, all over social media, just said thank you to the Voyageurs, always supporting her brother. It was actually a really nice piece that she put out. And it it just shows me, like, even when they were talking about the support in Vegas, there was that rather loud group of Canadians who support so Shout out to the Voyagers. They're a great, great uh, community. Yes, they are a great community. Absolutely. (laughs) And we thoroughly enjoy being in the, in the end zone there for that game in Toronto with them. And um, ah, fantastic fun. Yeah. They they show sports fans in this country, whatever sport, that's how you, that's how you support a team. You travel and you know, you you, you have nothing but love for those players. And it's, it's great to see it's, I actually thought, you know, that the actual director of that game should have done more to show the fans. I think there was great shots. I think we saw the Canadian very rare once or twice. You could see them, but you know, all in that empty seat section uh, right across from the camera wasn't a bad look as well. I'm sure those seats were sold to probably casinos and giveaways and whatnot. So that was a bad look. But I thought they didn't direct it very well as far as trying to capture some of the atmosphere in the stadium. Yes, Concacaf, their broadcast. Right. Yes. So it's it wasn't yeah. one soccer. So I'm no, sure if it was one soccer the, doing it, they would have yeah. made the effort. Um, yeah. Same with yeah, any of the major was, tournaments, World Cups, everything else. It's right. always the host broadcast. So I remember yeah. doing in 2002 doing the World Cup for in Korea, Japan, and uh, forget there was a media person in Canada talking about how other stations are cutting better, and it's like, dude, there's nobody cutting anything. There's one. <laughs> world feed (laughs) sometimes you can insert one camera for isos and things like that but that's about it yeah did you see arash's piece on the tiba on sportsnet that was great really well done as usual by arash i don't get uh, (laughs) you don't get it or you don't get it i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) it was a great piece but actually you you, they um he actually said they actually talk about soccer on sportsnet no, they, they actually sounded up one of your calls for an Atiba goal way back in the day. I think Jerry called the goal and, and, and pops Craig Forrest. That is a world-class strike from Atiba Hutchinson. Sounded great. Hmm. Do you get any royalties, Craig? Do you get any, any boost there? 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I, get, I get offered lots of jobs for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people complain about being in the Canadian soccer media, right? Landscape. But it's fine. There's lots of work out there if you don't want to get paid. <laughs> exactly. Or just bring in some young guys who'll take 20 bucks here and there and whatever. Well, we started off the podcast talking about dead submariners, submariners, and now we're ending the podcast with dead media careers. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, why would, they, why, would they pay well? for, why would they pay for a wealth of knowledge and experience that you've gained throughout your whole career? <laughs> yeah. Why would they Don't pay for that? that? Yeah. You think it, it's worth 30 bucks in it? Like, come on. Yeah. We've got to stop this right now, okay, before it goes too far. <laughs> Speaking of sinking ships. <laughs> yeah, you guys well, you guys are fine. They they don't mind you. They don't they don't mind you guys. Yeah, what did you do? Fuck. I don't know. You think I was a titty grabber or something. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's one the problem. You use the term titty grabber. You think I was a titty grabber. I worked my ass off for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Titty grabber. Get it all out, Craig. Get it all out. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, well, our, our Tony Bet sponsorship was was great for that show. That's right. Well, they they yanked their support. <laughs> okay, everyone, bet on Tony Bet uh, whether or not Craig was a titty grabber. Three to one yeah, odds. There's probably lines there somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything else? Anything you want to get to from your your sack there, Wonger? No, it was an old question, but I really liked it. And it was, uh, who are your favorite and least favorite sports reporters? And least favorite was politically in, uh, politi politically correct term. But was there anybody that you guys had to deal with that was never, you just kind of went, I can't, I don't have time for this guy. Oh, lots in England. For, yeah. the for the tabloids, yeah, the Mirror, the Sun newspaper, News of the World, whatever. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And was it always the same faces, though? Like, was there a guy from the Mirror? Was there a guy from the tablet, like one or two dudes who'd always yeah, show up? Yeah, there was, always, there was a few because they, they sold a lot of newspapers, and but they were more worried about the headline, and they weren't even talking about football. And because they didn't used to have press conferences, it was what they called parking lot press. So you walk to your car and these guys would be all over you. And he didn't really have any protection because nobody, they could say whatever because they say, oh, he said this. Well, no, he didn't. No, I didn't. You know, that sort of thing. So you're always aware uh, that they were after nasty stuff and trying to figure out that more than the, anything to do with the game itself. So knowing you want to call out in the Canadian media landscape personally, you just want to throw out all broadcasters in general. No, well, we had two. I mean, <laughs> Neil Davison was great. Neil Davison, and then oh, I can't remember the other guy. Or the there was a star in the sun, and Neil Davison was one of them. He traveled around, and there was one other guy. Uh, but other than that, there was that was that was it. Yeah, Charm <clears throat> yeah. was only a couple down in in Las Vegas. Charm oh, wants us to to acknowledge his. Yeah. 30 years of soccer. <laughs> I forgot Thanks, about that. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> oh, did you travel, Sharms? I didn't see you there at any of those tournaments. <laughs> no, I didn't travel much. Oh, no, right. Maybe in North America, not so much over there. At least not to London. <laughs> I'd always fandango a trip to Liverpool and, and get that, that um, coverage done. But anyway, Jimmy, anyone uh, you want to single out? As you, you, and by the way, no. just for the record, um, Neil Davis and Craig saying is actually one of the greatest. He's a legend. He yeah, wasn't yes. someone you disliked. Let's just get that clear oh, for a second. He's been, yeah, he's been amazing. No, he's, he's, I, I the, like, he's the godfather. Yeah, I always like Neil. I got a ton of respect for Neil Davidson. Very good. Mm -hmm. 
But no. What about that yeah. Adam Jenkins kid? Do you like him or not? Oh, he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little buddy Jenks. I like yeah. him. He's a great lad. Yeah. He does a nice job, actually. He, he does. does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually enjoyed the uh, the coverage. And, you know, they we rip Canadian soccer media and the lack of support from the big networks. But uh, as we keep saying, one soccer do what they do the best they can with what they have. Yeah. And they uh, do. They, they, they it's, a shame. it's a shame that not many, you know, if there was 30,000 that watched that game, I would be very surprised. The Canada, U.S. game from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, just the way it is. sports media. Because now I feel yeah. really down. Really down. <laughs> I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel lower than that submarine right now. Actually, I always, I always feel the opposite when you guys. I always go, there's so much opportunity. That's how what I – footy prime wouldn't be alive today. Mm-hmm. If there was other opportunities coming from broadcasters, I want there to be uh, a passion for for us because the passion means that we're hitting the right the right music strings and all that kind of thing. So let's get to a place where Footy Prime, the podcast, Footy Prime TV, is what people. I know people want us on YouTube. We understand. Right now, we're trying to put together our video package so we can all you can see us, you can hear us. It's different content, so be patient, everyone. We are moving in that direction, but we do see the uh, the the wanting, and so I think it's great that the mainstream media—I don't like using that term—but mm-hmm. you know, the Rogers and the Bell aren't covering, and even CBC, like there's no—they're uh, not covering this stuff. So we should be covering it, and as long as we have great partners, I'm going to spin it back, like Tony Bet like Fubo TV, the star who's acting as one of our agents. These are all really good things for not only footy prime, but for soccer in Canada. Cause I think we've been a great ambassador and I think it'll continue as long as we continue to, um, you know, explore all the different content uh, opportunities. Yeah. How about that? I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Wonger. Absolutely. How about that? I mean, How I joke. That, everybody? I, I joke Wonger, about. I joke beautiful. about it, but I don't really give a fuck. I think it's great that we're doing this, and they don't. You know, we can speak our mind and honest, authentic. It is so much more fun doing this than the network television, where you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, shackled with what you can say and for how long. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't last very long in a mainstream media outlet, and, and we've always said that we won't change. This is kind of who we are. It's what we do. You don't like it, don't listen. We'll have fun, we'll have banter, we'll drop some F-bombs. It's just what we do. And uh, Although, if someone comes to the right price, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop the F-bombs. Well, I'll change a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. We really don't like Wagger. Can, he get, can you take him off, please? He doesn't yeah, no, know anything no, about No worries, <laughs> All right, that's about it then. Um, we're back on Friday. News and dubs with a special guest. Ooh. Can we say who yet? Yeah, of course. Well, Rian is, I, I think that's a great promo. Yeah. Real Wilkinson? Yeah. Yeah. So Legend. she's on uh, News and Dubs coming out from Vancouver on Friday. And we also have secured Women's World Cup is a month away. And we've secured Bev Priestman for a interview, INTVU, uh, for like 30 minutes. So that'll be a great opportunity for, so... I'll throw out a Wonger's mail sack uh, tonight because we're going to be doing that one soon too. Yeah, any questions for Ian or and or Bev, let us know. Um, 
they'd be great chats. Always good interviews for sure. Only on Footy Prime. Footy Prime. Footy Prime. Footy Prime. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tony Bet. Thanks, Fubo. Thanks to you for listening. And we'll chat to you on Friday. Cheers for listening. Keep buying these papers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Good show. Well done. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.